Well, hello, friends and neighbors. It's August 22nd, 2018. This is the We Are MCBS podcast, and I got to tell you, Pete, coming into the podcast today, some of the most beautiful Florida weather I have seen in a long time. That's what I just did. That was a sigh. I gave you like a... Just right, right? Because it's one of those days. Just breathtaking. Yeah. If they could make a postcard out of a day, I would send this day to everybody. I'd send it to every one of our listeners right now. My friend, Jason, we are edging closer to the, I call it, it's like eating chocolate cake every day, weather in Florida. It's just going to get nicer and nicer, and it's just going to be wonderful to go outside. Am I rushing it? September still is kind of hot, but... Oh, we're still swimming. Yeah. Well, uh, friends and neighbors, good people out there, Mm. we're not alone. We have a group of excited MCBSers here in the room with us, the Woohoo Crew. How's it going, guys? Woo-hoo! Man, I gotta tell you what. Highly caffeinated. Would we give it to them for free? Or are you guys buying your coffee? I think it was just like a, they hit the machine that was there. It's been pumping out some decent coffee. So You know how when you run a marathon or one of those runs, I've not done the marathon, but with the shorter runs, they do this also where they hand you the cup of water while you're running. Right, We yeah. should have like a coffee station at the front of the building. So you're oh. running in, grab your coffee, slam it, throw the cup down, keep going. Yes, 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 yes. Put that on the list of ideas. Yeah. Well, uh, we have some pretty astounding stories today, but before we get started, I'm still excited about this creative jam. We're like, what, three weeks away from this puppy now? Oh, man, it's just creeping up faster and faster and faster. Yeah, it's time for another creative jam, as we shared last time. It's our third one at Full Sail. Those of you that wonder, like, what is a creative jam? Well, it's an inspiring night. It's a lot of hands-on experiences that you have there to either talk to people, network, see other people speak about their businesses and their studios and things in the area. But it's also an opportunity for Full Sail students to work with other Full Sail students and compete actually in three categories. They create content using the Adobe tools in photography, motion graphics, and hello MCBS students. This one I think is going to be up your alley, a social media campaign category. Very cool. Yeah, I'm saying, right? And I think Tasia was asking me about the trophy earlier. This is a cool trophy. It's this kind of crystal looking thing that's not small in any way, shape, or form. There's a number of them, too. There's different categories. So don't think there's just one for the three categories and there's only three trophies. There's actually more than that. So there's like a judge's special selection, all that kind of stuff. So you can come on out. You can be either a spectator that comes and enjoys the guest speakers and all the other cool stuff. Mama Sauce is going to be there printing stuff out again. You could make a poster and things like that. I think they did that last year. And then you can also come as a competitor. So to sign up for that, we have information on the Connect page. And you can go sign up as a spectator or as a contestant. Again, it's September 13th. It's a Thursday from 7 p.m. till around 10. Man. Pete, I know you do a lot of work to help bring this to Full Sail, and I know that you focus on the MCBS students, but the whole of Full Sail benefits from this. It's such a great opportunity, and I can't think of a better thing for our students to spend an evening doing. You're in school for a couple of years, yeah. and when that's over, you're working, and all your time disappears. Yeah. This is that little golden part of everybody's life where you get to go and experience all this stuff that's put in front of you, and I adore that so many of our MCBS students go out and jump in this. You mentioned 
the observation, you know, you don't have to participate. You can just go and listen to the speakers and watch the tutorials and learn what's happening in the industry now. Man, that's so cool. Yeah. And for some that compete, like they always say, oh, I was out of my comfort zone. I got teamed up with somebody. I had to create some stuff. By the end of the night, everyone just feels the same way. This was a cool thing. It was a cool jam, yeah. creative jam. And the entire Full sale community. And we actually invite the Winter Park area to come out too, no matter where you are. So it is just a great time for Full sale to open their doors and have just this wonderful evening of everybody getting together around creativity. And honestly, students, if you're not getting out of your comfort zone, what in the world are you doing here? This is all about stepping out of your comfort zone because that's where the growth occurs. If you stay on the couch where it's nice and comfortable, yep. you learn all about that couch. Yep, that's about and when it. You, when you leave it, you learn all about everything else. The world gets bigger when you take risks. As a couch potato myself, I can tell you if I speak from experience. <laughs> I think all of us, our tendency is to stay with what we're comfortable with. Right. But after you do it, it's always that thing, right? Where you're like, man, I'm glad I stretched a little bit for that. Plus, it makes that couch all the more comfortable. Oh, then you can back go back to, to the couch. Right, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's why the couch is there. Well, all right. Up next, we've got an exciting story, and it's coming to us from our very own Ben Macaron. And it's about this Viacom product that somebody's going to be purchasing and using. And I'll let him tell us all about it. Ben, what the heck's going on with Viacom? Yeah, Viacom has this product, Vantage. It's a ad targeting technology, similar to what Google and Facebook use. And they just signed a deal with Fox to allow them to use it for all their networks. Because oh. essentially what they're trying to do is kind of make more quality advertising opposed to quantity. Because right now they have the highest ad time per hour of any other network. They average about 14 minutes of ad content per hour, which is actually, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's two more than the next company, Turner, who averages 12. Mm -hmm. And again, two minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're in the 30 second ad or less, that's a lot of ads to yeah. run for an hour or so. It's essentially like copying the same cable format when cable first came out where they promised uh, less ads and more uh, TV. Yeah, I remember that. I remember like a looking few of us forward do. to that. Well, it happened for a while and then, yeah, the uh, mission creep kind of, if you can call it that, was skewed. Well, if we learn from the lessons of history, I guess we could assume that what's going to happen is Fox will indeed reduce the number of minutes that they do advertising. They will increase their targeted ads like they're planning on doing so that they're more effective. But then, you know, wait six months, mm -hmm. wait a year and a half. Yeah. They're just going to creep right back up to 14 minutes and then give us those same targeted ads. And great, it's the same quantity, but now it's specifically targeted. That's fine. I've got no problem with marketing towards your audience. That's mm -hmm. how you pay for your content. Sure. I might be a little uncomfortable with people assuming what I need and what I don't need. I think the point of marketing is to introduce people to what they don't think they need. I don't even know how to feel about this. Well, that's the tough part. You know, it is. Part of it is you have to, what was the Steve Jobs quote? People don't know what they want until you show it to them. Right. And so you have to be that way. But then at the same time, you balance that out with, who am I really targeting? What do they want? Welcome to life in this age right now. It's the way you market. It's the way you have to think ahead. And it's why we do what we do here at Full Sail. There's a little bit of an echo chamber mentality to that where you're only shown what people think you want to hear. I know Facebook is very coming under a lot of fire right now because it puts news articles and content and ads in front of you based on what you say and do on that platform. So instead of hearing other points of view, you always get your own point of view thrown back at you over and over the and echo over. echo chamber, yeah, right. in effect. And now this is basically that with marketing mm -hmm. and 
I'm glad that Fox is taking time to be more concerned about the quantity and quality of the marketing that it's putting in front of its audience. But I'm just curious to see what it's going to look like after a year of implementation. Yeah. yeah, once the ad revenue comes in and those numbers out of the dropper increase, that's going to be the big telltale sign of if this is working, if people like it, or the revenue might go down, but they could just keep trucking away and keep trying. And if it doesn't work out, they'll scrap it and go back to the old ways. Yep. The sure. bottom line is always the driver. You know? yeah, follow the money. Yep. All right, Ben, that was pretty cool. Thanks for giving us a heads up about Viacom and Fox. And we will see you next week, my man. We will. Thank you. See you, Ben. It's been my pleasure. All right. All right. So up next, we've got Tasia. And Tasia is going to be talking to us about yet another robot that's going to take over the world. I guess we're never going to be safe. How is this particular robot going to ruin our lives, Tasia? Well, it's a robot. It's called Morningstar SOS. It is a like drone thing that sits at the bottom of your pool and it has two 360 cameras and it will let you know what's going on in the pool like if your child is drowning and it'll send an alert to your phone and you'll know it doesn't save your child but it'll let you know that something's happening in your backyard that is a huge deal especially in florida we have every summer, I mean, just so many tragic stories of children falling in pools before they're mm-hmm. old enough to swim. And Pete, you and I have run through this for our whole parenting careers. We've had pools and we've had to try to find ways to keep our kids and the neighbor kids out of the pools. They had a sensor scanner that they used to use, make a basically a force field over your pool and an alarm would sound if anything fell in. This sounds like the 2018 version of that, a much more modern and uh, I'm guessing it's app driven. It alerts you on your, on on your, your phone. phone. Yeah. yeah, but me and Alexis were talking and we were like, what if you're like, oh, I was in the shower. Like, I didn't even see it. And now, you know, fatality or something. Right. I think there's other, like, I'm going to guess there's settings and I would have mine set up to alert absolutely everything. It'd be like uh, Wolf on The Office. Everything would go off. It would send me a fax, <laughs> a call. Yeah. Everything would come to me. And not just me, but my spouse and any other right. children living in the house and babysitters and grandparents. Well, speaking of robots, I mean, that's where the these assistants that stay in your house, Alexa, Google, Apple, you know, where you could have it just, it triggers it and just says, you know, hey, this is going on. Like there's somebody dropped in the pool or mm-hmm. something. But then I think in our home, at least we're putting those, we use the Google assistant. And so there's, we've got those little hockey pucks all over the place <laughs> because you realize I don't need it just in the kitchen. I kind of would like it in this room, in that room. And then you start to interact with that robot and you really realize how these technologies can save a life. I mean, they're really, they do become a necessity these days. So yeah, especially with kids. I mean, when we bought our house, we were so happy that the kitchen, which is command central, right? In the home faced the pool. So we could always see what was going on in that pool. It's amazing how that pool is in your head, especially when you have kids. But even when there's kids in the neighborhood, you just never know, right? This is great. Yeah. I grew up with a pool in our backyard. And Mm -hmm. like you said, Pete, we have the big window in the kitchen and my mom can see, but we didn't have any sensors or things like that. Like if she told me not to go by the pool and I did. You would hear like banging on the window, like, ah! <laughs> like you know. So, but yeah, so this one's not as bad because it can help save things like that. I'm even thinking cars too, right? Like when people, you hear so many of these tragic deaths of like either a pet or even sometimes they leave an infant in the back. It really, in this age with this well, kind of technology, how do you? Baby? Do you that one I always <laughs> am wondering, but you know, sometimes it's weird. There's just like if you've had that. I'm not giving an excuse to it. Or I'm not. I don't want to get off on this conversation, but some people 
people, if something happens and it's catastrophic and their brain is just doing some, it's just anything to help you not zone out. Mm -hmm. I mean, just yesterday I was just pumping gas and I heard like a screech and I guess someone was texting and driving and wham, right into the back of someone. There's so much that technology can be doing these days to prevent a lot. Can't prevent all of it, but there's a lot of these types of technologies that are well worth it, I think. Yeah. And it really should do that. The tragedies that we're talking about, they're on the scale of one to a hundred thousand or mm. one to half a million. Sure. And those kind of numbers are minuscule, but that doesn't negate the quantity of tragedy that's felt when they occur. Yeah. And so you got to imagine that it doesn't feel like you could ever forget your baby. But as a parent, I can tell you that there are scatterbrain moments and you might drop a cake, which is heartbreaking, or you mm -hmm. might drop your child right? because <laughs> these things just happen. And any little technology tool that can come and make sure that one in a hundred thousand or one in 500,000 accidents doesn't occur. That's what the technology should be for. That's what it's all about. Totally. More than anything, Tej, I appreciate the fact that you brought this to our attention. And I hope that anybody out there that has young children and a pool yeah. or knows people with young children and a pool looks into Morningstar SOS and perhaps makes that part of your pool safety regimen. Yes. Mm. All right. Thanks, Tej. Good story. Thank you. All right. We'll see you next week when you talk about some other machine that's going to ruin our lives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, for our last story of the day, we've got our very own Mr. Ozzy Oswald, who has brought us a story about a book called The Four-Hour Workweek. And I got to tell you, Pete. Wait, did you say four hour, not four day? Yeah, four, the four-hour work week. And I think this might be the year, Pete. Yeah, I think hey. this might be the year I work up and finally reach four whole hours of work in a week. It's, I am very interested in this story, Jason. I've been doing like two hours a week, yeah. three hours a week, but I could push it. I could go four. Ozzy, what is this? Not only have I found it's extremely relevant with a lot of people doing a lot of things and potentially reaching a burnout, but also for those that are kind of figuring out where to go as well, that the four hour work week is more of a philosophy, not a literal four hour work week. Mm -hmm. And it's just ways to kind of streamline your thought process, streamline your life to be a little less stressful as well. So there's a couple tips that end up helping out with the four hour work week. And the biggest one in this is kind of a philosophy I've asked myself even when I was 17 because I saw a lot of people around me doing work. But the biggest question that I ended up asking myself was, were they being productive? And you, you actually thought that when you were 17, like, are you being productive? That's wow. Well, I, it started when I was 15, but I became self-aware at 18. I mean, I was, oh, well, I won't talk to you what I was thinking about when I was 17, but <laughs> not like, are they being productive? Wow. It was the piano, wasn't it? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, for a little backstory on that, my high school had a uh, film program. So we got introduced as sophomores. And so by senior year, that's when you're at the end goal of high school. So I'm like, okay, well, what am I going to do? And then so I wrote scripts. I made little shorts with people. And then at one point, kind of looked around. I'm like, are we being productive or are we just being busy for busy's sake? Hmm. And I found out there was a difference, busy work and then actual productive work. So that's kind of the first step where they're basically saying, like, really ask yourself, is what I'm doing productive or is what I'm doing just 
busy work. I can see a lot of new people to the industry doing what they thought they were supposed to do because they'd seen other people doing it. Asking that kind of question really puts everything back into perspective. It's always good to question what you're doing, see if there's a way to streamline it or even omit it altogether if your workflow doesn't require that particular step. So I like that. What's the next salient point that you've sussed out? <laughs> so you kind of actually touched on it. One of them is uh, streamlining your daily routine. So this is the things you have to do to ensure that you're livable, functional human being. Mm -hmm. Ideally, you put on clothes in the morning. Ideally, you take a shower. Mm. Ideally, you feed yourself. You get some nourishment in. Maybe you take a multivitamin. Who knows? So the idea behind this is that you know you're going to be doing this stuff day by day by day. So streamline it, make your life easier. You know, pick an outfit ahead of time to where, okay, well, I just spent five minutes before bed putting this outfit. I get 15 more minutes of sleep. At least that's how I operate somehow. I don't know how that time translates. No, I'm a huge fan. I have to do that because I think I've shared before, I'm up super early. It is absolutely freeing and I end up having a lot more time in the morning by preparing the night before. So one of the other ones is delegating tasks. If it can be automated, delegate it that way. Mm -hmm. So especially going with new technologies being introduced, I know that Pete Episcopo just went to a Google workflow. Mm. Yes, I so, did. So I have. a lot of your tasks are probably being delegated via Google. Well, and Jason and I are big fans of delegating, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So another good one is get rid of micro distractions. Ooh, what are those? So these are the small things. So say I'm working on my laptop. <laughs> Do, 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 do. I'm doing my work, but I have the Facebook tab open. I'm working in one wow. window. There's a face. I'm going yeah. to be tempted to click over onto that tab because it's open. It's there. It's readily available. Same thing with your phone. If you hear the little buzz, even though if it's like Candy Crush giving you an app notification, congratulations, you've just wasted five to 10 seconds of your life going to grab your phone to look at it. So this is like, it's all those little micro things that are just waiting to distract me all day long. Yeah. Controlling so that. it's kind of figuring out how to manage it. You know, speaking of, you brought up Google before too, that is the one thing I do appreciate what they do. They are constantly trying to think for me how to organize a lot of stuff. Because if anybody, they have like tons of apps, you don't even know when they create them, they're just there. You're like, wow, you've got this, you got that. But if you're a company, especially like an Apple, uh, Google and those, the more you can help me manage this stuff, not just give me more distractions, but help me manage the distractions. That's at least where I am in my professional life now. Those are the things I gravitate towards, not just do more stuff to keep me distracted, but help me manage this. And so I think I'm a huge fan of this. And then a good final one would be note how you're draining your energy resources. So imagine you have a health bar and it's slowly throughout the day. This is essentially saying that if you have a task that is frustrating beyond all belief, you're going to be ripping your hair out, but it doesn't necessarily have to be done now. Why do it now? You know, if you know it's going to be frustrating, you know, it's going to make you angry beyond belief, but you can get it done in the afternoon rather than the morning. Wait, Jason, is he giving us another reason to procrastinate right now? Yeah, but it sounds like a very conscious decision. So it's like second level procrastination. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we're interested. Well, it sounds like the book is really focused on making sure that we maximize the time that we have. And I can't say enough good things about that. We've got limited amounts of awake time during the day, during the week 
and during our entire lives. And if we can get more out of that time, then we're we're living more. So that's that sounds like just a good overall strategy. Yeah, good overall strategy for life and time. And that, that book again is called The Four Hour Work Week. That was really cool. And Ozzy, we appreciate you bringing that story. Pete, I got to tell you, I'm excited to get out there. It's a beautiful day. The sky is blue. The sun is shining. Mm-hmm. The birds are singing. I'm going to take my shoes off and run through a meadow. That's it. Yeah. What yeah. about you? What do you got planned for the that's, day? That's my four hour work week. You know, I've been lately just taking it as it comes. See what I got uh, on the schedule. Obviously, I have to get to, but I am looking to do much of the same. Get out there and just enjoy this time of year. All right. So. Well, I'll see you in the meadow, my man. You got it, buddy. All right. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week and deuces.